Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, the boys are back in town. It's the Wrestling Inc. Thursday show where we chat all about the news. And if we got a doozy of an episode for you this week, my name is Jack Farmer. His name is Raj Geary. Raj, welcome back, buddy. It's been so long. Yeah, it's my last episode, man, today until <laughs> till next week. So let's make it a good one. <laughs> yeah, the last episode, meaning as in the most recent episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nope. Me and uh, Wrestling Inc. worked out uh, a deal. So, um, yeah, I feel like it's, I, I said it on Twitter. It's like Congress uh, the night before, you know, the debt hits the fan. Right. <laughs> you know. That's. No. Yeah, I, I think in pro wrestling, you have joined now the ranks of the MJFs and the Brock Lesnar's and all those guys <laughs> who just find a way to get what they want from their contract, threaten to leave, and then you get everything you want. It's a, uh, uh, you, you're right up there with them, Raj. I've learned from the best. So. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love it. We got already got a bunch of folks in the chat here. Uh, Jeffrey Sullivan, Samantha, Gluten Free, Tut Graff. Uh, I got Tony and uh, Tejaro, Pendergrass. I'll just call you Pendergrass. Uh, thank you guys so Noel as well. Thanks so much for joining us in the chat as we get started. Make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, but yeah, I think I speak for everyone, at least based on what Twitter is saying. We're glad you're back, Raj. Everyone was bummed out you were leaving. Everyone was uh, wondering what the world would be like in a world post-Raj. They're like, we can get by with Vince leaving WWE, but Raj leaving Wrestling Inc., that's just <laughs> madness. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. It's great to be back. It's great to be here talking with you because it's a lot going on, man. Yeah, I was. I got one more uh, leaving and coming back reference. I'm only on episode <laughs> two of this season of Succession, but you're just pulling a Logan Roy here. And as soon as we think that you, you're beat, you come back stronger <laughs> than ever. Uh, right. And, and then he croaks. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. You know, I, 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 I heard that one already. I, I, I already... That was already spoiled for me, so I already knew you it was want to coming. cut that out. Yeah, <laughs> people that haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it was spoiled for me already, so I know it's coming. But um, in any case, Logan, I, I'm sure he'll find a way to come back by the end of the season. Anyway, he, he was back a couple episodes later. In, in he, a way, so he'll never, he'll never, he'll never be done. I, I think he'll keep, keep on kicking. But, uh, but in any case, let's talk about the news. Let's talk about some really big news in the. Uh, going on right now, AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery are reportedly set to announce a new exclusive TV deal. According to Wrestling Observer, AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery are set to announce a new TV rights deal as part of Warner Brothers Discovery's upfront presentations next week. And AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery will reportedly announce the new deal, which is said to include an announcement about the forthcoming AEW collision program. The news of a possible new TV deal coming at the same time as the historic ticket sales in Wembley has made for a great month for the fledgling promotion. With no word on how All In is set to be broadcast, many look to the upcoming upfronts to possibly give a clue as to whether the show will be a traditional pay-per-view, a televised special, or even possibly streamed on the Max platform that is set to replace HBO Max. AEW has also been consi considering their own streaming service. So... Lots of stuff to unpack there, but Raj, let's start at the very top. Sounds like good news for AEW for all the hand wringing everyone's been having about woe is me and ratings and AEW. Sounds like they're still getting money. 
Yeah, no, it's a, it's fantastic news for AEW. And, you know, AEW, they, they feel like they're on a, a bit of a roll right now. And we're going to talk about ratings here soon. And in a vacuum, uh, this week's rating, it, if you just look at it individually, it's it's you wouldn't be blown away. But when you consider how great they did this week compared or the numbers that they did this week compared to what they've been doing, uh, especially with the competition that they had, I thought it was one of the most uh, impressive ratings that they've done this year so far. Um, I mean, they were up against the Trump Town Hall, two big NBA games, so and and Vanderpump Rules, which I I'd never heard of until <laughs> until like this uh, last six months, but apparently it's gigantic right now. So yeah, Vanderpump Rules is a popular show. I don't watch it. I don't really know what it's about, but I hear people discuss it all the time. I see it come across my timeline uh, all the time, but. Yeah, so it sounds like things are good for AEW. They're they're chugging along, and again, we'll talk about the ratings in a second. But let's talk about Collision. This I feel like we all know a whole bunch about Collision for it having not actually been announced in any way. Raj, are we are we starting to make up stuff here, or is there some real reality to AEW Collision? Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's for sure happening. I mean, that's almost you know. That's what Tony Khan is announcing next week. Now, whether he announces CM Punk is coming back on that show, I think he probably will. I think we're close enough now that it's worth making that announcement. They're, they're making the announcement at the upfronts next week about Collision. So obviously that's going to be part of it. CM Punk, um, I'm assuming we'll, they'll probably announce that as well. And um, look, it's Punk. He, he moves numbers. You know, AEW numbers got a huge jolt when he came back. Uh, they subsided once he got injured, and they didn't really come back once he came back from his injury for that short period. But uh, he's been out long enough that hopefully they have something big for him. And um, and yeah, I think it'll I think it'll be a, a huge deal. It was interesting Chris Jericho making that reference uh, with the Roderick Strong promo about uh, lawsuit and he can't be in the building. I think that's a, a, a kind of an inside joke with some of the stuff going on with Punk. But <laughs> right, um, yeah. And Jericho <laughs> loves those kind of uh, little inside things for people who are going to get it to really get right. it. Uh, but let me ask you this, because Collision Saturday sounds sounds great. Um, CM Punk coming back, come, coming back sounds great. But let's talk about All In and the what they mentioned here in the article, which is up on WrestlingInc.com now. They talk about how we don't know how we're going to watch All In. Is it going to be traditional pay-per-view, televised specials, streaming? Any insight or thoughts on what the how we may be consuming AEW in the future? Is it possible that I'll make the jump to streaming or uh, be a part of Max, do you think? Well, in the Max, um, you know, on their earnings call, I mean, they they flat out said they want more sports. They want more streaming. Um, All In seems to me to be the perfect show to start that with you know they have a pay-per-view the following week obviously they could do two pay-per-views in a week i don't think that's the best idea i think this all-in show be a great way to get the max thing you know uh cooking you know getting mm -hmm. their viewers in and subscribing uh hbo obviously all we already talked about succession they have one of the best shows on tv already on there uh, yeah hbo is one of the most prestigious channels of all time so I mean, it's huge. I mean, this whole deal is huge for AEW. And if they're able to move the pay-per-views on, you know, I was just looking at math. And if you consider, let's say the current TV deal, let's throw out Battle of the Belts. It's 45 million per year, you know, 
plus or mm -hmm. minus some change. If you say like 80% of that is dynamite, 20% is rampage. So that's 36 million a year that's dynamite and nine that's rampage, right? Yeah. And if they consider collision another dynamite, meaning that the same kind of value to the network, then you're taking 36 times two, that's 72 million a year plus the 9 million <laughs> rampage. Sorry if the math is all over the place, but um, right. just following along, you know, just looking at current numbers and with the current deal, adding collision, kind of putting it at like 80 million a year is kind of what the current package would be worth, assuming that collision and dynamite are kind of uh, on the same level. So you think of just current rates, 80 million, if they're to get just double that, um, that's 160 million a year. And if you add on pay-per-views, right now, AEW, basically, they make about, they gross about $10 million a pay-per-view. So mm -hmm. that's, you know, and they keep half because half goes to the cable providers. So they, they keep five, but let's just say a pay-per-view is worth 10. They move those five pay-per-views to, to max at current rates. That's, you know, $50 million a year. Even at current rates on top of that, that 160 million anyway bottom line is this should be a pretty lucrative deal especially if they're moving pay-per-views onto max and easily i you know when people were saying their rumors a billion dollars and people were like what that's ridiculous and i'm looking at the numbers i'm like it's really not especially if they're moving pay-per-views um that's 200 million a year that's less than what raw gets you know from their deal you know four years ago three years you know whenever that was negotiated yeah so it's not really it's not really that crazy to think that they could do that. And that's a huge feather in the cap for AEW. if They can get that amount because now they can not only keep a lot of their big name talent, but they could go after some of the really big names with WWE. You know, they don't have the same kind of overhead that WWE has, but obviously WWE is also going to get a much bigger rights fee, um, you know, presumably. So it's interesting times ahead. Yeah, and it will give. A, I think it's a good move to do away with dark and then sort of make Rampage their new place where new people are showcased and Collision and Dynamite being more of their AA shows. But let me ask you, Raj, for Collision, of course, Dynamite was great. They added Rampage, and we've seen that Rampage has sort of fallen off. What does AEW, in your opinion, need to do to avoid Collision becoming Rampage Part 2? Well, I did like, look, I do like the idea of kind of having different rosters in a way mm -hmm. where you can only see Punk this night or you can only see Omega this other night. I don't, I didn't like the reason why they're doing it, like where right. the wrestlers are dictating the terms and like, I can't be in the same building as this guy. Right. But, um, Outside of that, I think having uh, it where it's not the it's not the same show two nights a week, um, I think is a good idea. Now, what we've seen so far with AEW is anytime they add something uh, like Rampage, Battle of the Belts, they they come off strong and then they decline pretty quickly. So they need to go out of their way to make the show feel like an A show every week and. Um, you know, if, if Punk and the Elite can't work together and can't be around each other, you know, automatically that Punk being on the Saturday night show doesn't really help the Wednesday night show. And there right. is the reports that they, there it might not be 
you know, a hard split that there, you know, some weeks punk might be on dynamite and maybe the elite on collision. But uh, I, I think it's, um, it seems like a, a big headache to have to like plan out way in advance what shows punk can be on. And then this, these people can't be on that show. But, um, and I think that's something that could come and bite them in the ass and something I feel like they really need to, to get solved. If, and it seems like they can't, otherwise they would have by now. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But uh, having the rosters and not the same wrestlers on the same two shows every week, I think is a, a big way to go to make it feel like you need to watch the other show. And it's not just a continuation of the Wednesday show. I like that. And I do think that uh, one of the things I think might be a downside to the whole roster thing is it's also a bit of a bummer. If I'm watching and CM Punk comes out, I'm going to know, Oh, well, I guess I'm not seeing any of the elite guys today or vice versa. You know, if the right. bucks come out, I guess I'm not getting punk today, um, right. which might be a bad thing as well. Cause that kills some of the fun and excitement of watching the show. Who's going to come out? What, who, who am I going to see? Uh, I I'd love to just see some sort of consistency too, as far as who is presented with regularity, even if it's not, you know, I always said like with uh, Lucha Underground, one of the things I liked about it is you didn't see the same guys every week, but you'd see the same guys every three weeks, you know? And mm -hmm. so you, you kind of knew like, okay, I saw this guy, like I saw Pentagon. I like him probably won't be on the next two episodes, but we'll be on the third one after that. You know what I mean? Like I, I knew right. that there was like a cadence to it. So I knew how often I'd get people. I'm just hoping there's some sort of, even if it's not every single week, mm -hmm. I, I see someone, I, I'm just hoping that I can go, okay, Hobbs was on this week. I may not see him next week, but I know within the next two or three weeks, he'll be back and they'll continue. And right. um, I, I can sort of know what's going on with him as opposed to he's on, he disappears for a month, comes back, disappears for six weeks, you right. know, is yeah, yeah. on every week for three weeks in a row, then gone for four months, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so that'll be the, uh, that'll be what I hope to see out of, out of that but we were talking about cm punk let's talk about what cm punk has planned when he comes back or what they have planned for cm punk and everyone in the chat i'd love to know what your thoughts are on who you'd like to see cm punk face when he comes back excluding the elite because that's i think that's that's a low-hanging fruit let's give give me something spicy if you couldn't if they couldn't do with the elite who would you like to see him work with um fightful select is uh was reporting that Jericho has been proposed as the person that CM Punk will be facing uh, coming back. But according to Fightful Select, uh, CM Punk has actually been pitching for nearly a month to have a match with Samoa Joe uh, and says that Punk is increasingly interested in that option. Um, I personally would be happy to see either of them. I think I'd go Jericho over joe just because i think joe needs to start racking up some tv wins before he's in a rivalry with cm punk but what about you raj what do you think about this story well and just samoa joe that's you know just a, a minute ago when you were talking about people disappearing from tv for months mm -hmm. and joe is one of those you know he lost the tv title and he's been off of aew tv i know he's been on roh and and there's been plenty of people that are on roh that are still on aew like wheeler yuda but um, I would go, the, the, the reason I'd go with Joe is because I feel like Jericho is something you should say for All In or the pay-per-view. I feel like that's a pay-per-view match. As a, mm -hmm. And again, it depends how they go. If Jericho loses to Adam Cole, which makes sense, he probably should. Yeah. Um, 
then all of a sudden Jericho and Punk is more of a TV match. But if he wins or he starts getting some big wins, I, I actually I take that back. Regardless, Jericho and Punk is still a pay per view match, and um, you know it's two. It's arguably the two biggest names in the company um, going against each other. So at least to like outside fans and and the most well known, it's Punk and Jericho. I don't think Moxley or or Danielson are quite up there. Uh, and I think what I like Sting about Sting is, but I don't, I'm not. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I get, <laughs> I, I, get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, he's known, yeah. but his role isn't exactly something that is it works in that way. Uh, right. But I, what I love about Jericho is the option here is Jericho. I think can lose. I think he's at a place where he could lose a million times, and he's still Chris Jericho. Correct. Uh, and so I think he'll still be fine. Um, but also because of the character he plays. Even if you're on the fence about CM Punk coming back or you're not happy with CM Punk coming back, I think Jericho will still get people to cheer for CM Punk and position CM Punk where they want him to be in that situation. Um, mm -hmm. And like you said, I think it's just box office. I think that looks like a big matchup on TV that sells tickets. That's something if I told my friend who only peeks into wrestling like during Royal Rumble season, you know, he'll... Uh, They'll go, oh, yeah, I know who those guys are. I want to check them out. So I, right. I, I think in that way it works all around. I, I think with Joe, Joe's one of my all-time favorites. But, yeah, I, just, I, I want to see Joe winning regularly before he's in that situation. Because otherwise this feels sort of like a random, okay, CM Punk and Samoa Joe. Okay. I mean, it'll be cool, but. Right. You know, it's like saying CM Punk versus Claudio Castagnoli. Yeah, Claudio and CM Punk would probably be great. Don't know why they're in a match, but right. Okay. If you're getting two big names, you'd kind of hope that there's at least a, a couple of weeks build. I know some people hate when I say that, but uh, yeah. I, I don't think having a build to a, a big match is a bad thing. So, uh, yeah, I think that uh, that would be ideal. Like you, but I also understand the first episode you want to start it off with a bang, but you just see him punk cutting a promo is starting it off with a bang. Look at the first rampage with, uh, I mean, it was like the second or third or whatever. But when CM yeah. Punk returned, all you needed was him to talk for twenty minutes, and they did their biggest number ever. I mean, I think at this point, CM Punk, you could just say he's going to walk to the ring like Lacey Evans. He's going to walk to the ring, turn around, and walk back, and we'd all be like, okay, I'll tune in because. CM Punk draws those numbers. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. Couldn't do that every week, but I think that for the first mm -hmm. time back, you know, people are starved for CM Punk. They're, they're hungry for him. They'll take whatever, we'll take whatever you give us. I think at this point. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't think you need to necessarily blow the, the doors off for this first time back. Um, if I wanted to be a, um, a an instigator, Raj, I want to, if I want to stir the pot a little bit, I want to, I want to get a little, controversial here or, or however you'd phrase it should i be worried if i'm aw that i'm saying hey we like the idea of you versus chris jericho you guys talked you're gonna work together you guys said you'll work together this is awesome and then he comes back and says reportedly i'd rather work with samoa joe that's who i want is that sort of a red flag no because i think there's a difference between a return opponent and a return feud you can, you know, the return opponent will probably happen pretty, I'm guessing, pretty quickly, whereas the return feud is down the road. You don't want to do that match right away. So I, I see a difference between those two. Yeah. I mean, for the record, I, 
like I said, I, I'd love Samoa Joe and CM Punk. I just, I want to, I like, I like Samoa Joe. I want Samoa Joe to get some wins, Raj. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Real quick to Justine A, A in the chat. Uh, I hope you're, I'm sorry to hear about that. Um, I hope you're feeling better. Yep. Thoughts, thoughts are with you, Justine. Uh, appreciate you making the, making the time to tune in to us as well. Uh, but let's talk a bit about the ratings. Cause this is what this all comes down to ratings. Uh, NXT ratings came in and they averaged 601,000 viewers uh, across the show, uh, approximately um, 222,000 were key demo, putting up at a 0.17. Dynamite, on the other hand, had 877,000 viewers with 417,000 in the key demo uh, for a 0.32. With uh, this is good news, I think, all around. This was a great number for NXT, uh, but also Dynamite held strong against, as you said earlier, some really tough competition. Yeah, I mean, real quick with NXT, uh, 601,000 viewers, as you mentioned, despite competition from the NBA and NHL playoffs, basically every show kind of has that competition right now. Um, and year over year, NXT was so in the demo, they did a 0.17 uh, for NXT, and that was tied with March 7th for the second best demo rating so far this year. And again, that's with the crazy competition. And this this is kind of crazy. And, and there's two sides to this. But still, year over year, NXT was up 13 percent in viewers, which is, you know, that's that's good. But in the demo, it was up 70 percent year over year. Now, Ooh. part of that is they did a good rating this week, but another part of that is that last week, last year, this week they they sucked, <laughs> they got killed. <laughs> yeah, but that is huge. So, uh, really impressive numbers for NXT this week. Where I got to give NXT credit is something I think a lot of us uh, who talk wrestling don't give enough credit to, and that is just the consistency. I think of NXT when it made the switch to 2.0, everyone hated it. They were upset about it, but they kept their they kept their focus, they kept their vision, they kept plugging away, and they allowed people time to get over with fans. They've allowed wrestlers time to find their place. And you're slowly seeing those ratings creep up. It's not the buzzworthy, you know, uh, surprise signing has now joined and that's going to bump ratings. But it's really just that, I guess, marathon approach that Triple H talked about before of just keep doing a good show, keep it going, and slowly it continues to go up. Yeah, yeah, and, and it, it goes back and forth, but yeah, this week it was definitely up, and and kind of what you said year over year, they're they're up most weeks in the demo, and um, viewers it's it's hit or miss, it's kind of fifty fifty, but in the demo they're consistently up year over year. So it, it, NXT is drawing a younger crowd than it used to. As for Dynamite. Uh, they did, as you said, 877,000 viewers. That's up 13% from last week with a 0.32, 18 to 49 rating. That's up 14% from last week, number nine for the night on cable. Again, tough competition with the NBA, NHL, uh, really tough competition uh, that night with Vanderpump rules. I want to know who this Vanderpump is. Apparently <laughs> they rule. And uh, and yeah, the uh, it was the best audience for the show since april 5th the best rating uh demo rating since march 22nd so that's all good and all but with the competition i actually consider this to be 
um, probably the most impressive or one of the most impressive numbers they've done so far this year and year over year, because last year at the same time, they were also against the NBA and NHL uh, playoffs. And year over year, they're actually up 4% in viewers. So that's the first time that's happened this year where they're up year over year in viewers. So that's that's always a good thing. And the 18 to 49 demo, it was down 3% year over year, but that is the smallest year over year decrease so far this year. So again, I think it's one of the best numbers they've done so far this year, even if might might not be the best. There are several episodes they've done this year that, that uh, there's been two that have cracked a million and a couple others that, you know, have been the high 900,000s, but still this for the competition was really, really good. Yeah. And um, I guess uh, also I want to say they're the talent they have right now that they're focusing on too, is just, I think they have so many stars in NXT 2.0. There's so many people there that assuming they stick around are going to be big names. Tiffany Stratton, I think is someone who, is going to be just a huge star once she gets called up. I mean, she's a star now, but I think she's going to be a huge star. Carmelo Hayes, I mean, that guy is just an incredible. I, they just got so many people over there that I think it, once they start making the moves to the main roster, main roster folks should be worried because they've got real talent coming up very soon. And, and Braun, uh, you know, as a heel, I think he's gotten so much more interesting. I, I feel like he had kind of flattened. You knew he was good in the ring, but... He wasn't all that interesting, and now he's an interesting character again. Um, and I think Trick Trick Williams, I think, has just you know been improving a lot. And he's someone that originally when I he was really green, and you just didn't know if he'd make it. And now when I'm watching him, I'm like, oh, I could see this guy really making it now. He's he's definitely improving a, a ton. Yeah, Trick is going to definitely have a, a space on the main roster when that time comes as well. I mean, he's in a tough spot because he is in the shadow of Carmelo Hayes right now, who mm -hmm. is just incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think that's helping him. I think he's using that in the best way, and he's helping himself in a lot of ways. Trick will definitely have a place. And I, you're right. I think I think Braun was overpowered I, as a he's just an overpowered character on NXT and it's hard to root for the guy that's overpowered, you know, like mm -hmm. it, I would say if it was a video game, his stats were higher than everybody else's. So like, it's not, you're not like rooting for him because he's, you know, like, like if Roman Reigns came down to NXT, you wouldn't be like, yeah, Roman, I'm cheering for you. You'd be like, I hope someone beats him. And so if you're going to be that person that's overpowered, you got to be the bad guy and root for the person to beat him. And sometimes, you know, you see this a lot in wrestling where people just find themselves when they turn heel. Like if you were to look back when Scott Steiner was in the Steiner brother I mean, was in the Steiner brothers tag team when he had the mm -hmm. the long mullet and everything. And, you know, the, oh, yeah, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> he was awesome. One of my favorite tag teams of all time. But you don't really see him as a superstar main event singles guy. But once he turned heel, got, you know, got the blonde hair and that that uh chain mail metal hat. yeah yeah whatever that was whatever it was it was awesome i don't know even how to find it because i don't know what you call it but uh, i feel like if you tried to google it you'd get a lot of pictures you don't want to look at right, yeah. <laughs> but but once he did that he was a main eventer he was a superstar and sometimes that's all it's just turning heel changing your look um and yeah i think braun is on his way yeah he'll be a star as well they like I said, NXT, they've got so many just wildly talented people. So uh, very, very good on them. A uh, good pal of mine works there, Nick Bonanno. I'm proud of him and all the work he's doing over there. Uh, 
just name dropping where I can here. Uh, but <laughs> I think that uh, that really kind of does it for the news. It's really a CM Punk heavy episode uh, this week. And as yeah, again, you can say whatever you want about CM Punk, but he dominates the news, Raj, every time. And, he, and the, yeah, and the he, AEW Warner Brothers TV deal, because that's that could be one of the biggest stories of the year. Man, I'm telling you, if wrestling gets onto a streaming service, I'd be so happy. Just whatever streaming service they're on. Uh, I think that's just very smart for them in general. Max on, I mean, the all in on Max seems perfect. I mean, all the AEW pay-per-views, you move them over. Um, I mean, WWE has shown they make they make way more doing these shows on Peacock than they did on pay-per-view. So, you know, the model is there and it's just it's just following it. UFC did it too, except UFC still charges for pay-per-views, even though you can only order the pay-per-view through ESPN+. Plus. But um, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, AEW is they benefit by seeing what WWE is getting. You know, like they're like they yeah. can go to Turner and be like, "Look, WWE got two hundred and something million a year for Peacock, and our pay per views do this, and you know we should get fifty million or whatever, or hundred. So it, I wonder how it would help ratings to have them streaming their shows on Max, let's say for free. Uh, because I was thinking, I sat with a, a pal the other day about how it's a, it's a big ask to ask someone to spend 50 bucks to watch a pay-per-view. And if you're not willing to do that four times a year with AEW, then are you even watching the show? Like, do you watch wrestling, but not watch the pay-per-views like that's. Yeah. And so if you're not willing to watch the pay-per-views, how much is that cutting off your ratings right off the get-go? Because like if, if I couldn't watch the pay-per-views and I wasn't covering wrestling, I think I don't want to watch AEW because every time it gets to the good stuff, I can't watch it. Right. Uh, and, and I, you know, I think AEW pay-per-views have been averaging hundred, you know, 130 to 150,000 buys mm -hmm. uh, each time. If how many more people are they going to get being able to watch those pay-per-views for 10 bucks a month? Right. And again, you see, the, the blueprint with WWE on Peacock. Every show they're doing is the most watched they've ever done. Last back, the last backlash is the most watched backlash they've ever done. They're in front of a much bigger audience uh, being on Peacock and it, with, on HBO Max or just, it's going to take me a little bit to get used to saying yeah. just Max. But on Max, it's going to be such a bigger audience, new people that could come sample it. Um, it's just it's just a huge opportunity than just you know doing your pay-per-views on you know Bleacher Report. Yeah, the um, and big time Baxter with a good comment here. Uh, WWE fans may be surfing on Max uh, and possibly get new fans. If you're going there, if you're like me, if you're watching Last of Us or Succession, you see, oh, this is new wrestling company. I think I've heard of them. I guess I'll check it out. Right. That's a great place to get new people to tune in. And mm -hmm. especially the pay-per-views, those are your best shows. You want right. as many people to see those as possible to get them right. to tune in more. And if the first one is all in, and you know so many laps fans they come on they see the they go on to hbo max and they see sting on there you know as one of the featured guys like if you were to do sting's retirement there you have sting as one of the featured guys they're like oh my gosh sting's wrestling you know like hey, well, yeah I'll put this on and then they turn it on and it's you know seventy thousand people or whatever 70 80 000 people you're just like whoa this company's legit like even if you've never really heard of AEW, just right away, it just puts in that big major league um, mentality into your head. And 
yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, you see him. Yeah, yeah whatever. Like, let's say the retirement match for Sting. If you've got Jericho versus CM Punk happening, you're like, oh, I know who these guys are also. And then maybe that's right. when you get Kenny Omega versus John Moxley three or whatever they're going to, whatever it would be at the show. And you're like, oh, I've heard of Moxley, but who's this Kenny Omega guy? Oh, wow. He's incredible. Uh, right. You know, who's these, uh, who's the acclaimed? Oh, this is fun. Scissor me daddy. What's this all about? Yeah. You know, and you get caught up it in is. the other stuff. You know? right. Hey, that's Dean Ambrose. Why is he cutting himself all the time with the razor blade? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we got a quick... step? You got to cut yourself with a razor blade. <laughs> the Do it off camera. <laughs> His entrance music is still playing. Why is he cutting himself? <laughs> He hasn't even gotten to the ring yet. Uh, Just kidding. We love Mox. <laughs> uh, I'm a huge Mox fan. Yeah. Uh, so Veggie Gamer says, if somehow, some way, Seth doesn't win the world title at this point, who do you give it to? Um, I think you could do Edge because Edge said, um, when he loses it, he retires, and then Ooh. you do Edge versus Rollins at SummerSlam in edge's retirement match you know at ford field you know it's gonna be like fifty thousand people and then edge loses the title big send-off i still would rather have rollins win it at night of champions but you could do it that way yeah. and it would be it would be a cool cool moment yeah i i i agree i think uh right now looking at who is is there i'd have to say i think rollins should win it but i agree i think edge would probably be the next one we're getting Justine saying AJ Styles. I'm a huge AJ Styles fan, but he just came back. So he doesn't really have a lot of juice right now, I don't think. You got to pump him up a little bit, I think, with some wins. Uh, Veggie Gamer, Edge Retirement, Stip sounds good. Um, and then Thank Tony you. saying Raw Orton, if not Rollins. I don't know what the... I don't know what the deal is with Orton yet. Well, Orton's, uh, not, Orton's not back anytime soon, I don't think, so... And, you know, we know the competitors for the SmackDown side, unless they did some yeah. swerve on SmackDown where someone got laid out. But, uh, yeah, we know the six. Of those six, realistically, I, in my opinion, it comes down to um, Edge, AJ, and Lashley. And of those, since they're doing it in Saudi Arabia, you want the biggest match possible. You want your first World Heavyweight Championship to be a big match, a big name, and to me, Rollins beating Edge is the way to do it. Yeah, I I think I think so too. I'd go I'd go that route. Uh, and Rollins, again, if it's not Rollins, I think Edge also has if feel he doesn't feel like a secondary champ if uh, if he yeah. was to win it. You know, it feels like he's a legend. It doesn't feel like a secondary title as if if someone else were to win it. Like I love Rey Mysterio, but if Rey Mysterio won it, you'd be like, okay, this is the secondary title. Yeah, you know, there are, you know, when people say wins and losses don't matter, and for some guys, it, it doesn't. Like John Cena, Brock Lesnar, and Seth Rollins right now, kind of where he's at. These are guys that could lose all the time. They're still main event guys. You put them in the main event at any time. Um, there are guys that it does matter to, like LA Knight and, you know, Dominic right now, uh, Damian Priest, that if they're losing all the time, it slots them, you know, in a certain position. But, right. uh, you know, but I, I still think Rollins could could use that title right now. But, you know, after I said the whole Edge thing, now I'm thinking that actually might be a cooler story. <laughs> I feel like Edge might actually be the favorite to win it. Uh, yeah. The, the sneaky favorite to win it. 
Um, also, I feel like he's been winning. I mean, he doesn't wrestle very often anymore, but he wins like every time. He rarely ever takes a loss anymore. So, yeah, uh, and that you know, kind of to that point where I said some guys can can lose and it doesn't matter. But when you lose a lot, it, it doesn't mean as much when you get beaten. Like John Cena, right? He never wins pay per view matches. You know, he hasn't won one in years. So when Austin Theory right. comes and beats Cena, it's not really a big deal as opposed to if Cena did win. Um, a lot more than Austin Theory beating Cena does more for Theory, even though Cena, it's the same thing. He's still the same level of star. And I think with Edge, he's been winning. So when he gets beat, it's going to mean more because he has been protected and he hasn't been taking those losses, even though he could. Yeah, to your point, I noticed they don't really talk about um, Theory beating John Cena that often uh, on commentary, where you think if you, a guy who beat John Cena at WrestleMania for a title... Yeah. would be something that they would say every time he walks out. Like, the man who beat the greatest of all time at WrestleMania, you know? I, right. But now they, I feel like every now and again they throw it in, but it's not even that big of a deal, um, mm. even though it should be. But but I think that uh, I think that does it for us, Raj. I think that covers all of our news items for the day. Uh, thank you to everyone who joined us in the, in the chat. Justine, Samantha, Veggie Gamer, Adam McFarlane, Tony, Big Time. We got Jeffrey, Mike Rouse in the house, Jamie Mendoza, Real Spotlight. Uh, a lot of folks here that we don't see too often. So good to see you all. Baby Ice uh, came through as well. Uh, Raj, any, uh, any final thoughts for today's show? And uh, where can we find you online? Uh, find me at, at the Raj Geary on Twitter and, um, yeah, great to be back already, even though it's only been a couple of weeks, but, uh, I'm glad I could work it out with wrestling Inc. cause this is my home. So, uh, yeah, I'll be back every, every Thursday here with, with Jack. So make sure to, um, hit that subscribe button like this, leave a comment. You know, if we didn't, I'm sorry, we didn't, if we didn't get to your, your question or we missed anything, if we did leave a comment, I'm going to be going through them all this week and I'll answer all of them. So uh, definitely leave a comment. Yeah, def I always go back and, and try to read the comments and get back to folks. So definitely leave a comment there. And again, like comment, share, subscribe. We, we ask it every single week, but it's because it's important. It's an SEO thing. So uh, you got to uh, help us out there. And again, copy the link and throw it into social media. Let the world uh, join along next time. But you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. Uh, you can check me out uh, on these coming weeks. I'm doing commentary on United Wrestling Network Championship Wrestling for a few episodes. So you'll be able to hear this voice talking over pro wrestling for a little bit. That should be a fun time. Um, yeah. So do that and also follow at Wrestling Inc. across all social media and all that good stuff. Raj, that does it for us this time. Everyone who joined us in the chat, thank you so much. And we will see you next time.